Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks America Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance. Now, this podcast is extremely special. I've been waiting over a month to interview this, this sweet gal. She's got this bubbly personality. She's taken the internet by storm. She, this is her second podcast appearance. So this is really exciting for me because it's like she's a real inspiration. She's the same age as my daughter. And I really like the, the way her and her dad work together to really bring hunting back to the youth and get them away from the, the video games and back outside because those memories will last you a lifetime. And I can remember being Gracie's age and being out fishing with my dad. And those memories have lasted me a long time. So I'd like to instill that with my daughter. So then when she has kids, likewise. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let Gracie take over. And Gracie, grace us with your, your presence and talk to us about you and what got you motivated into the, the outdoor world. Um, Tell me your story. How did you start out? So my brothers would always go to Aberdeen with my dad over Thanksgiving. And my cousins were over and I was kind of like, maybe we should try going with them. So then I was like, next time they go, I'm going to ask my dad if I can go. And then I asked him and he said, yeah, you can. And then we went to Bath, South Dakota and went hunting and then I got deer. So those your your first time was not bath. Your first time was when we went up just north of here we found a guy that would take her hunting just uh, like a uh, a mentor type deal that just had some some private land and that's when we went with Taylor. So tell about Taylor. That's when you went hunting there. Oh that one. Yeah that's um, your, that seems so long ago doesn't it? you're an old pro now so it's like the old days already. Um so me and my dad went with Taylor and we went to all these places and then we finally went to this one place and then the deer just walked in and then we got one. You got one. And what'd you how'd you feel about that? Good. Yeah? What'd you use? Hmm? What'd you shoot it with? Um an AR. Yeah, we used an AR for that one for her first AR that we borrowed from a friend, so it was a that was a quite the experience. Yeah, and now because of the experience, you get you you went John, you went on online, you asked a bunch of questions how to build Gracie one. Now it's like I want to since we've already discussed that in a previous podcast. What's uh, do you still? What's the name of that? You're you're the ones you custom built. What's the name of your AR? Slayer. Talk Slayer. Me. There it is. Slayer. Slayer's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Slayer went from a Frankenstein, and then you just got it back. Oh, I, a couple months ago. Got seracoded by a guy down in Atlanta, a friend that we've made through our through our connections, and he said he wanted to do that for Gracie's birthday. So, um, got it seracoded in a purple camo, and he put Slayer right across the side of it, and it's a fabulous looking. 
Yeah, it is. I've seen it, and like it, it matches your hair too as well. It's like it's very pretty. The guy did a fantastic job with it. It's like it matches your personality. It's like serious but fun. Oh yeah, definitely serious. That's for sure. She hasn't missed an animal with it yet. So that's great. So what have you been? At, what's your farthest range have you been practicing at? How far do you shoot out when we go to the gun club? Yeah. A hundred probably. That's fun. Now, do you, you, does your club allow you to go further, longer distances? Yeah, there's like a 200 one. Yep, there's a 200 range. We haven't gotten that. We haven't done that one yet. She's just been honing her skills at 100. So, but um, for hopefully this fall, if we go somewhere, um, we'll have to do a little more practice with that. So, because they're expecting a little farther shot. So, you mentioned this fall. Do you guys have a, like a mule deer hunt planned or? Not mule deer. Where do you where do you plan on going this fall? Um, Oklahoma. Yep. And get a buck because I can't get one in South Dakota. South Dakota, she can't get a buck till she's twelve. So we have a, a another gentleman that we've met that um, has some land down in Oklahoma, and he's offered to have her come down and do a buck hunt um, down there. So, but they have a little farther, a little farther shot. So we got to practice this summer on that. So. Okay. And, and when I listened to your previous podcast with the nomadic uh, outdoorsman, there was one thing you guys didn't make, he didn't mention that is within Wisconsin, she can actually uh, get a buck tag as well. And it's right over the counter. It's real cheap. It's so it's like the way they did it is that they started at the, do they give it the, put that in the hands of the parents so this way that they could use the parents discretion on how they wanted to uh, go through the whole process. So you can use a rifle or a, crossbow depending on what you want to do and uh, but yeah you can get one so the nice thing is i think this year they didn't increase the price tag for it, but it's like 160 over the counter it's just making that long trip across i-90 over to uh, uh wisconsin the cool thing is, is like there's tons of public land so there's you have plenty of opportunity to pick and choose where you want to go and there's always somebody out there maybe willing to open up their private land for you because gun season here is only like a short nine days but it's cold well, that's, and that's, and Oklahoma is great too. Um, and cause we've been down there already for a hog hunt for her, but you know, we're never, we're never opposed to Wisconsin, are we? What do we like up there? Packers. We were Packers fans. So we, oh, were just nice. there for, we were just there for the Christmas game and had a blast. We actually visited Vortex while we were there. They, they brought her in and treated her real well. So it was, it was awesome. So we're not opposed to coming to Wisconsin. It's not too far. It's probably closer than, than Oklahoma even. So yeah, <laughs> most, yeah cause... most of it. Yeah, once you get across that uh, the border there, and you jump on, that's only let's see here from Ben. Ben was telling me that it took him five hours to get to where I live, and I just live in La Crosse, so literally right across the bridge. Oh yeah, that's why I think I think our Oklahoma trip's about eleven or twelve. So, yeah, oh that's wow, a, that's a long time. That's a lot of togetherness in a car. Yeah, it is. And then the cool thing is too, it's like if you decide to go with a crossbow, you can actually start your hunt as early as September. It's usually like the, the second or third weekend of September. So that's then you, and depending on where, what um, county you hunt in, you can actually hunt all until January 31st. Oh, wow. That's yeah. A long, so, yeah. That's a, that's a big season. Hey, it, it is very nice long season. I was hunting in up until January too, as well. But uh, the latter part of it, I ended up like messing up my shoulder. There's cluster muscles up here. Okay. I only do archery. And so I didn't want to develop any bad habits. So when you mess up your shoulder, in that little area, it's oh, like, yeah. it's, when you, when you're going back and you're drawing back and such, It'll, it can monkey up with your entire rhythm and flow. You don't want to have, don't want to have put a bad shot on something. Now, Gracie, do you use a crossbow? Do you? I have um, 
a bow and arrow from Martin Archery. And it has a whole bunch of pink on it and stuff. Dude, have you shot a crossbow yet, though? No. No. We haven't done one. Grandpa has one, but we haven't had a chance to use that yet or anything. South Dakota has different rules with crossbows, so um, I think you have to have, like, medical card or something crazy like that. So. Yeah, it would be purple, but they only had pink. You would pick a purple bow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cool thing is, like, before Expedition moved from Yankton to Iowa, Expedition actually makes purple and pink uh, different bows and stuff like that. So this way you can get the custom riser that way. I just picked up myself an Elite here, and it's a great shooting bow. What I like about it, though, it's, it's got the uh, limited lifetime warranty on the bow. So if you buy it new, that's what you that's some, that's the, the perk of having it. So if you have any feathering or any issues with the limbs, it covers under warranty as long as it's manufacturer-wise. But that's something that you can look into as you get older. Now, is it a compound or is it a recurve, Gracie? Compound. Compound. Fancy words. It's a compound. Yep. Martin treats it. Martin treated her well. That was kind of a Christmas present from them to her. So they wanted to be involved with what was happening and um, gave it, set her up super well with that one. So we're still learning, though. It's still a process. We've been to our local Shields, did some lessons there. And now that we're finally seems like we're getting rid of this wind every day we can get back outside and shoot a little more so and since you're so close to ben you guys could we'll go over to his outdoor range and practice out there because he's got four or five targets i know i'd say he's got quite the the setup out there yeah we've we've talked with him a little bit so we we're that's kind of on the agenda is to meet with him at some point here hopefully soon and get to know him a little better too so he actually i think um i think he actually has even brothers that were adopted from Haiti or something, their siblings that, and that's kind of where, that's where Gracie's from as well. So we kind of have some, some weird intermingling of stuff. So it's cool. Yeah. His, uh, his parents uh, felt the the need to, the God gave him the, them the motivation to adopt two more children. And so now he's a little jealous because his kids are getting four wheelers and they were just right. getting, they're barely lucky to get new shoes. So, but right. that's just how that works out. And, uh, but he's not to, envious of the whole process he's just really grateful to have a bigger family now yeah yeah he's an awesome guy that he is so talk about uh gracie how's your turkey hunt going along coming along here this week um we haven't really got anything but we've seen a lot of stuff it's just been like too far and stuff and some have been girls which you can't shoot so yeah what else we saw a skunk. We saw a skunk playing in the grass, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Lots of deer. We've seen a ton of deer. Yeah, a ton of deer. We've seen like six. And then there's one turkey that was super, cl- it was kind of close to us. Like it would be a good shot, and we were just starting to pack up. So then um, I was like, can we get it? And then we were just watching it to see if it would come any closer. And then it just disappeared. And we didn't know where it went. So then we just left because we just it just disappeared and never came back. And it was like complete, like it was like a Houdini act. It just was like we were watching it and then just gone. So I don't know if it laid down somewhere in a hole or what it found, but it just was... It was gone. And we've had an opportunity. There was one that was on a road right next to us, but we're going to do it right. You know, we're not going to cheat the system. So we're, we're working on, you know, learning some uh, patience and 
you know, you can't always take the shot because like the one that she was just talking about was quite a ways away, but, and she's gutsy enough that she just wants to lob a shot out there. And that's just not what we're going to do either. So we're going to do it right and be close and make sure it's a kill shot. Right. We don't want to just wound something and have it run off. And so. Correct. We'll do it right. Now, what are you using for a caliber? Um, you don't know what that is? No. It's... Uh... You remember? She's got a 20 gauge. It's my old 20 gauge that I used to use. What is the one that you don't want to use? His grandpa's because it kicks like a mule. So I've got my, what is it? My great, 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 great grandpa's 410. And we shot that down in Oklahoma just when we were down there for her hog hunt, just fooling around. Get a tomato can or something. And you did not like that one, did you? Yeah. It's old and it kicks like a mule, she says. He's like, just try one more time. I'm like, not a chance. Yeah, those uh, three-inch shells, that's what um, I first started shooting with. When I was your age, that was what I was given was a 410. And it was a it was made in 1910. It was a single shot. And I shot so many birds with that and rabbits and squirrels. It was my go-to. Now, they also do make a two and a three-quarter, two-and-a-half shell. To it, the, it kicks a little bit less, lot less BBs to pull, pluck out, but it, it's still a lethal round. Right. Yeah. She didn't like that one, so now she's just shooting my old Mossberg uh, twenty gauge. So we'll see. Very cool. I used to have a Mossberg four ninety five A. It was like built back in the sixties, and that thing kicked like a mule because all of the energy would go right back in the stock. And this is nineteen sixties te technology, so it's like you'd I would get up with big old welts. These are two, two and three quarter shells, and man, it 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 definitely did a number on your shoulder. Oh, I believe it. Now the nice thing is too is you can always get uh, padding for it too as well. Do you, yep. do you have do you get do you have padding? Yeah, we've got a little extra little extra padding on the backside, and then uh, she's got it up on a cop jagger tripod too. That kind of helps take some of that kick away. It seems like so. Hopefully yeah. that'll 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 help. We haven't she hasn't shot it an awful lot just because kind of want it to be a no hesitation when it's time to shoot so she knows what to do and she'll be ready and we'll see okay now have you what's the furthest distance have you shot with your with a 20 gauge what are we at like 50 yards probably yeah. so okay. right around 50 so comfortable in that area so it's smart you don't want to go anything further than that because it's the bb pattern just gets so chaotic yeah right yeah no it'll it'll be when the when the time comes i think she'll respond so Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. now you've been you you guys have been using that tripod all season long even last year when you shot your deer is that correct yep yep we got we got hooked up with cop jagger down from texas um and just kind of reached out to them at one point looking for something different and they sent it up to her on a trial basis and they loved what she did with it so they let her keep it and that thing has been it's been a godsend i mean it's it's great how much does that thing weigh Oh, it's it's not super light. I mean, I better. I but... can carry it, so I think it's good. There's your answer. So I don't. I mean, it's maybe six or seven pounds. I mean, it's not. If you're going to carry it across a, a wide open field, it's not the most enjoyable. But it has a little bag that you can put it in and carry too. So but that's one. Go ahead. Oh, that's what I. That's that seems nice because I've don't have the need to get one, but it's like, I've seen a lot of people using these and it seems like they are having, they really enjoy the comfort of it. And I wasn't quite sure what, how much it would aid because if I ever wanted to like get my daughter out there and if she wants to shoot, 
wanted to make sure like this would be comfortable for her because I assume it's adjustable. It's adjustable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, up and down, and I mean all kinds left of different and right. left and right, and then it also tilts and spins real easy. She can grab the handle and tighten it down where she wants it. And would you recommend it for a kid? Yeah. yeah. Why do you like it? Because it's easy to carry. Um, it's fun and yeah yep and if we just want to do like like last night we were walking across the field and if we just want to drop one leg down so it's just a, a monopod you can do that real quick and it doesn't throw the balance off too much either so it's it's perfect it's a good well, phone is... stand on the bottom for the feet okay you're just waiting for a long time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's good to hear that it works out very well for you guys and uh with uh no how long is your guys' turkey season or is your or is your season over with now um for her for for youth it's a little bit longer i think i think adults it's like just the month of april and then but for youth it's april 1st to may 31st so we still have a few more days to try to get out there we're All gonna right. try you guys going to oh so you don't with that well this weekend's supposed to be wet so we'll see what happens yeah and we have her big brothers running the state track meet this week so uh, that kind of puts a damper on some of our evenings, but we'll we'll get out once or twice yet. So school's over Wednesday, so we'll get out another time or two. That's exciting. Now, do you do any sports, Gracie, to keep yourself active? Um, I did do soccer, but then I had to quit because I would only be able to go to like two out of the nine games because I have my brother's track and band. So, yeah. So she's not that she's bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> I see those eyes. I get it. My so the spring the spring schedule was just really wonky for us with her older two older brothers and so we had to concede somewhere and that's where turkey hunting we put our effort into that so her and I can at least stay busy with that. Mm -hmm. Smart. Now do you guys have any any uh upcoming so did, with the summer coming up do you guys going to do any fishing plans or anything like that? Oh yeah, we got a boat and it's a bay liner which it's really old and kind of not that good, so we had to redo it and stuff. And so we're going to probably fish on that if it floats. And <laughs> um, maybe do some crossbow fishing if we can get a crossbow. We buy a crossbow, so yeah. So yeah, our yeah mm -hmm. we bought a boat this, this winter and fixed it up in our garage and we're going to see. We haven't had it on water yet, but that's her plan is she wants to go fishing. And, and then there's a little pond that has a whole bunch of carp in it right next to us, our campsite. And yeah, so I we saw some guys walk there with my fishing pole. Yeah, fishing pole. And then we saw some guys bow fishing there the other day. So that's kind of on her radar right now. So we'll see if we can finagle that up. The only thing is it takes a long time to get there. For the camper? Yeah. About an hour. So. Okay. Yeah. The nice thing with your Martin, it should be able to throw an attachment on the stabilizer bar and Get yourself a nice uh, uh, arrow and everything else, and line it up. You'll be ready to rock and roll. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be a fun summer. So the the fishing's really good there. And I've I've heard some good news over in your guys' area with some of the with some of the dams being removed on the over by Pipestone and and further like as you guys as you move closer up through Wetworth and up towards the cities there with the removing of some of the dams, they're starting to find more paddlefish working oh, their really? way back into it. Yes. 
because that's what's been kind of the the halt of the growth of the, the paddlefish and such. And with that right there, so that may be something you can look forward to going and uh, shooting for as well. Because uh, I've seen them go, the guys shoot them, and it's just like this little big of a spot that sits in the back of the tail. So the the little fin is when they when they when they breach, the fin's all the way back here, but then everything else is all the way out here. So then you have to okay. try to get it underneath the water. I had uh, a friend of mine, Justin Fiskerjohn from North Dakota, and he shot a world record, an 85-pounder here back oh, wow. in 2017. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's a big fish. Yeah, it is. That's, it is that's, a- why, I don't go, that's why I don't go swimming in lakes. That makes <laughs> me nervous in rivers. Those are those – are, uh, What in a river before? I know. Not, I'm not comfortable in there. Are you? You have to save Grandma. Yeah. Well, what happened with Grandma? So she was going by the edge of the boat, and then she just fell in the water, and the current was really strong, so then my dad was the hero and jumped in and got her before she floated down the That was a couple of years ago. It was a little scary for a while. So. And she also got stung by a bee there, too. Had a rough weekend. Yeah, I would say so. Go <laughs> from wet, get stung. Right, right. So what is your favorite fish, then, since you like to go fishing? Um, I like crappie. Wall, no. Um, bass. We got those. Um, you caught some good some, crappies last year, didn't you? Yeah, they were bigger than me and my dad's hand, and yeah, that's basically it. Crappies, walleyes, and bass. And, and the northern. You didn't like the northern. Oh, it has big teeth. Yeah. Boy, they sure tasted the you the nice thing is with uh with pike, you can actually pickle them. So like if you if you don't want to debone them or go through the whole process of removing the Y bones, you can actually just pickle them and any different flavor you want to go with, and it'll that that uh vinegar will dissolve the bones. You can just eat them whole. It's absolutely delicious. I'll have to try that. Yeah, and please don't burn our house down. Nope. <laughs> and the cool thing is since you go after carp, you can do the exact same thing. Like uh, buffalo carp, you can actually put the, those two in the same jar and, and brine them together. And oh. it makes a great uh, flavor with the whole thing. Over there, in, like with Okaboji, just not being that far far away, my dad was out there here uh, last was it last weekend or was it two weekends ago? No, it was last weekend. He was out there fishing, and they had a heck. They had a great weekend out there fishing. They had eight guys out there, two guys per boat, and they brought in a whole bunch of fish. Oh wow, that's awesome! That's good to hear. The fishing's good over there. It is. It is. It's a lot of fun when the, when the water when the water's warm and everything else like that. You're you're catching them at, at different depths, but you you get a lot of more of a consistency for them. And you can also catch silver. Uh, uh, what is it? Silver pike over there too it's it's a very different looking scale scales of the pike but it's absolutely delicious okay. and you also have uh white bass too those are delicious they're they only yep. get maybe a, a large one on the high log large size scales like 16 inches most okay. time your average ones are between eight to ten about same but a little bit like they're, they're about the same long length as a as a perch but they don't but not as wide as a crappie Okay. Those are a very nice sweet meat, so you could do anything you want with them. White flaky, you could do bunches of different stuff with them. You wouldn't know what you're eating because they're just delicious. Awesome. We yeah. caught we caught a lot of walleyes last year. That's the big one in South Dakota. That's what everybody comes here for. That's so a state fish. So is it the state fish? Mm-hmm. There you go. State yeah. fish. She says. You don't know that. I did not know that. That's a little bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you just like picking on your dad, don't you? Mm-hmm. All the time. 
Well, your dad's a math guy, so I get it. It's a he is it. He's, he's yeah. learned. You learn something new every day, right? Right. Exactly. That's my fun fact for the day. It's very true. Now, you tell me about the story of the new this new Mossberg pistol you won. Um, so we basically just did this like photo shoot kind of and took a whole bunch of pictures and then we put it put it on what is it, Instagram? Yeah, on our Instagram page Instagram, for, for Caliber Magazine. For Caliber Magazine so. and then we did um we like put them on there and then they just whoever picture was the best pictures were the best and got the most likes and stuff. Um, got to get a gun, and I won, so then I got a gun. That's exciting. What, what caliber is it? You know what it is? It's 9mm. 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 Mossberg's new 9mm, like the MCS2SC or something like that. I can't remember the... Yeah, the I can't remember what it is either. But it's a... I mean, it's just a... It fits her hand perfect. It's not huge. It's It'll be really fun. We just haven't had a chance to get out. We just... We just got it last week, I think, or a week and a half ago. So okay. it'll be really fun. So but yeah, and Caliber I... Magazine. Caliber magazine had a a photo contest and they're a um African American run magazine for, for gun enthusiasts and all that. So they we put it on there and um it was awesome. It kind of blew up and it was great. So and it's fun. Yeah, and we won. That's pretty neat. Now the nice thing is with with the nine millimeter, you can actually get a hundred grain rounds for it. So is it would be very um, functional for her to actually be uh, capable and being able to be uh, accurate with it, get to, to get your um, uh, sights down range. This way, you're able to put everything on target. Yep, and build that. You know, just build the the muscle memory and all that of shooting and stuff before you start getting kicked real hard. So, yeah, definitely, we're we're excited for it. It'll be something new. That is kind of new for both of us. Yeah, I got uh, uh, from from a, as a wedding gift for my wife. I got a, a Sig uh, P or the X5 uh, Legion. So it's a full size pistol. It's their competitor pistol. It's won multiple world national championships, and it's a really nice pistol. But I use 147 grain rounds for it. But the first time, the first five rounds, I put them in a silver dollar circle, and it's like I can see why this gun wins wins tournaments. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause it's just a very crisp pull, and I'm 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 excited you guys to to demo that stuff because that is always unique to see um, kids your age getting involved in firearms because you can eventually take that into uh, doing three gun or even just doing um, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, just doing league. That's a fun yeah. thing. I don't know do you, if your area has the population to do leagues like that. We don't have anything like that right now. You know, there's trap shooting and stuff, but there's nothing. We we've, we've talked with some three gun people. We follow a couple of little girls that that are big into it. Um, buyer barrels out of Washington. They, they sponsored Joel or Joey. That's our dog. They, they sponsored Gracie, um, and sent and sent her, we built an, an upper for her AR uh, that fits on top of Slayer that they've sent a, a 22, um, barrel for her. So it has a dedicated 22 that we can just clip on the top and do kind of that three gun stuff and, and plank around. So, but it, yeah, it's really you like to shoot that little twenty-two one, don't you? The spiral barrel, because mm -hmm. it kind of takes that the the load off of her if she's got to shoot if she wants to shoot, but not get kicked like a mule for a long time with a regular AR. So it's kind of fun. We can get out and do that. That is, a, I like twenty-two. They're just a fun caliber to shoot, and it, that's my mother-in-law's conceal and carry. That's what she uses, just because it's uh, they found. It, 
my father-in-law found a Ruger, a double action, eight, eight shot. And it's something that's just a little, fits perfectly in her pistol works. She's able to control it very, very well. And it's just a overall, a solid firearm to use. Yeah. We felt you felt we went to a gun show well, a couple months ago and she found a, a purple Ruger, just the M4 maybe, I think. Um, and it was, it was, I mean, it's beautiful, but they're hard to find and they're not, they're not cheap. So that was what got us kind of excited about this contest was to get a pistol in her hand and, and try something. And I also found um, war helmets and a whole bunch of war stuff. And then I got um, a cigar box and it was filled with candy and stuff for the coin. And then I got um, this like fox face yeah. skin. And then... Yeah. That's all. Oh, she, and I got a caramel and rock candy. Right. She didn't want to go to this gun show, and then by the time we got there and left, it was like four hours later of me trying to get her to leave, like drag her out because she made friends with about everyone there. So it was awesome. That is fun. We here in where I live, we have pretty much a gun show every two weeks in the area. Now, what I've noticed is they're they're, they're charging new inbox prices for older used firearms. So it's like I tend I tend not to, I don't see any value in going to them right now because of what's going on glo- or nationally and globally that they're really kind of sticking it to the, the, the common man for what comes out of price tag firearms and for ammunition. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's gotten ridiculous. We, we just go and gawk a little bit and, and look and dream and, but yeah, no, we're, we're not, we haven't bought anything real crazy lately. So for those reasons, my favorite gun show to ever go to is down in Phoenix. They usually do it the first weekend of December. And they have seven circus tents full of ammunition, but you can buy decommissioned uh, military gear as well. But that's where you can buy your 50, 60, 70,000 dollar over unders and stuff like that. It's just amazing what they have collections there World War II memorabilia, World War I memorabilia, and such. So it's, a, it's quite the collection. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. And then if you ever if you ever make it this way east on I ninety there there's a there's a dealer is his name's uh, Gary Pearson uh, Pearson Firearms there in Little Cedar Iowa now he has a complete collection or completed collections of, of World War II of the Russians the Germans the American and the uh, uh, Canadian armies all of their firearms from from their sidearms all the way up to their larger submachine guns like bars and stuff like that you can also rent firearms there too it's, it, he's a, a big history buff that's awesome yeah and uh, be great friends then yeah it'd be great friends yeah she she was infatuated with the helmets and those old guns like that that they that they had out like that was just like the coolest thing what was the one one that you that you really liked that it was just a wall hanger like a replica of a blunder. Yeah, a blunder. A blunderbuss. Yeah, I think, okay. With the with the big huge comes out like a bell mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, she was like, I didn't I didn't know if we were not gonna be able to leave without that thing. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the go to for pirates. You know, when when firearms maybe become more and more rare because it's short stock and it's you can just throw a whole bunch of shrapnel because it didn't have to be loaded with any particular um, caliber. Yeah, yeah, she was infatuated. It was crazy. I'd like to get my hands on a old World One, World War One uh, Winchester. I can't remember the model of it, but it's their trench warfare gun, and it's where it's designed where you just hold on the trigger and you just you just rack and go, and it, it decimated. It just just destroyed the um, the, the uh, access forces during World War One because of how rapid you could empty out a, a tube. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And we also saw bullets that had our last name on it, Peters. Yep. Some old shotgun shell boxes that had Peters on it, and they were, like, selling for, like, $200 for just the box. It was, like, I don't know how old they were, but it was crazy. And there's, like, little tiny ones that were, like, $20. They're, they're proud of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they are. There's there's a market for it. My dad even has some old uh, paper uh, shotgun shells. Going Remington and Winchester tried doing that. I have no years and years ago. You, you can't use them because, but they're just a unique piece of history. Yeah, and those got to be worth some money too to someone, I would think. Yeah, I think so too. But it's like he just kind of holds on to them as a kind of like I'm not sure where he acquired them from, but I guess it's a story I'll have to ask him. I'm, I'm oh, seeing him this weekend over Memorial Day weekend because his birthday is on Wednesday. Oh, cool! Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. I'll let him know that he got a shout out for the podcast. Absolutely. Now, do you guys have anything planned? So you got in this fall, you have Oklahoma. Do you guys have anything else on the bucket list or anything else on the list to go hunting this this uh, this season for 2023 or 2022? Excuse me. Mm, not really. We're just going to go to Oklahoma. Right. We're going to go to Oklahoma. We might do bow fishing might do bow fishing there's a guy in mm. minneapolis that has a boat that does it and he's he wants us to come up there so we'll see if that happens or not yeah you'll do your typical south dakota hunting mm -hmm. right we'll do that um we'll probably do turkeys again in the fall i'm sure and then what what else do you want to do mm, go for it talk, talk away um i probably my dream one It'd probably be a baboon because one of our friends from Boyd's, he let us go into the office and he had a baboon and it was really cool. Yeah, Boyd Stocks is, isn't that right out there in Sioux Falls? They're in Mitchell, but yeah, Mitchell, not, okay. just, just up the road. But yeah, they've been one of her biggest fans. And I mean, just amazing to, to have Gracie and to our family. And yeah, the, he has a uh, a baboon in there, and Gracie's just infatuated with this baboon that's in his office. So you seem to say I'm. I know that's a, a big word for me today. I must have learned infatuated today at school. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I uh, last week I had a chance to sit down and talk with David Merrill from uh, Bow Spider, and he was talking to me about his recent African hunt, and he said it's like it's not that unrealistic to be able to go over there. He's like, he's for seven grand, he was able to go over to one of those those nice really established safari hunts where they have a, a fantastic uh, professional hunter out there. And it was able to get after seven, eight animals for, for about eight grand. So it's not that out, out of the, out of your reach. So a baboon hunt is not that far fetched. You think it'd be pretty cool, huh? What do you like about the baboon? What would be the, why do you, why does that interest you? Just cool. Just cool. Like their big fangs. Kind of looks like a monkey and looks like something mom would like. Mom likes monkeys. And I would like to mount it in probably her room because she likes monkeys. But she probably wouldn't like that very much. So, yeah. Or in probably actually my room. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. That's uh, a good good goal to set. Do you want to do that before you graduate high school? <laughs> the nice thing is you uh well 
yeah, the, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind here, like the two most obvious choices for you guys to go for a, uh, to talk to somebody about safari hunting is when you go to the Iowa Deer Classic in Des Moines, or if you go up to the cities and go to their open season one there, that's like right afterwards and such. And that's, would be a good place to actually meet and greet and, and talk to people that about performing, going on one of those hunts. Yeah, we need to get, we need to get to some of those bigger shows at some point. So I know there's some, some pretty good ones done in Texas, but that's quite a jump. We just don't have anything. Real close, but that Iowa Deer Classic would be a blast. That's the one I, I went to it the, this year too. There's a lot of us podcasters that come all across the United States. I have a, my buddy uh, Trev Broswick from uh, the uh, East Coast Boat Hunter, and he came out all the way from Connecticut, and we recorded a podcast, and he got to meet and greet and stuff like that. And and uh, it's just an overall really good thing, and especially like this year was packed. There was there was every booth was filled. And even when I went to the open seasons, uh, deer and turkey expo in, in the Dells, that was a fun one too because that was jam packed. I have a friend of mine that had a booth there, so we did got to meet a whole bunch of people and such. So but that's a fun one too because then now you're in the Dells, so it's like when you don't want to go to the the venue, you can simply go to one of the water parks. Right, just go swim and go down water slides. We should probably do that. We should put that on our calendar, huh? Hmm. Go to the gun shows or the deer shows, and then we can stay at the hotel where they swim and go on the water parks. That's what we almost did at the mule deer thing, but I didn't bring a swimsuit. Yeah, we went to a mule deer foundation, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you guys stayed at a hotel and something you forgot your swimming suit? Well, no, we were just at the hotel, and a guy named Bob, um, he owns it or something, or he works there or something. Yep. And he said I could go swimming, and I was like, I don't want to swim, so I was like, okay, then you can't go swimming. It was just a local, like a local banquet supper deal at our local hotel, so. Yeah, and, and she found out they had a swimming pool and wasn't wasn't thrilled after that point, so she oh. wanted to swim. <laughs> That's a fun way to burn off a whole bunch of energy. Now, with uh, South Dakota, with mule deer hunts, how does that work for you guys? Do you have to apply for a lottery system? Is it a, is it a point system? Um, for the mule deer, I guess I'm not 100% sure on the mule deer side of things. Um, that's a lot more on the west side of the state, so we don't really, we haven't been over there yet. Um, for just like whitetails and stuff, it's generally every other year for a buck, it seems like it's been. For her, it's, uh, you can get it, you can get a doe tag anywhere in the state for, um, I think it's 12 and under. And then once you reach 12, you have to have hunter safety and have to um, start to, apply and you can do preference points uh, that give you a little more chance at different things but it's also by county and it's hard like where we're at right outside of sioux falls there's no chance of unless you're a landowner it's like almost impossible to get a tag so we drive all the way she said bath south dakota earlier that's where she hunted this last spring or last fall and that's probably three and a half hours from here so it's a jaunt to get up there that's we go, my boys and I go to Aberdeen. So she has her own little spot in Bath, and then we have our spot in Aberdeen. And it's a it's a long it's a long haul. Yeah, because in that little area over there, when when back in 2013, when that cold for or then that that uh, deep deep cold that came through the Midwest there, I mean it decimated the deer populations all in that north uh, northwestern Iowa, south what east southwestern Wisconsin, and then or no. Minnesota, then then your guys' uh, eastern side of South Dakota, that area just got dem- demolished. Yeah, it's and that's the the hard part too. The the crazy part for us is like Grandpa lives just across the border in Iowa, which is 
15 minutes and it's so expensive to hunt there that we, you know, just for her, he has, he could put her on a Turkey in the next half hour and it would cost us like, I don't know, like $300 or something like that. We're our $5 tag here in South Dakota for her is, you know, I can't, it's, that's just too expensive to get a kid. Even for a youth, that just seems crazy to me, but I know she's out of state, but it's just, you, what an experience to, to have grandpa take you out and you can't even hardly do that. So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty spendy. You know, it's where being in Wisconsin, we have so many different, we have so many different varieties of animals to go hunting. And if once you guys come to the driftless area, like when, when Ben was out here, I showed him some of the areas and such. And it's like, he, this, it, it rose up in the top five States he'd be willing to move to. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's when we were there um, for the, the Packers game, we stopped at Vortex and my cousin lives just outside of Madison there too. And he's like, bring her in, bring her in anytime, you know, it's, we'll, we'll find deer. It's not a problem. And, you know, it's not like the astronomical $800 to go to Iowa to, to shoot a deer with, you know, shotgun season either. It's because you can't use rifles where, where they're at. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility on our radar because we're, we're always looking for something different. It's always good to be able to take advantage when you're young, because as you get older and adulting comes into play, you don't necessarily have the opportunity to be able to get these hunts out of the way that you want to get taken care of, because there's so many different things that will come up that you don't expect to have happen. And it's a lot easier to justify it to mom right now when it's when it's Gracie going and not just dad. So <laughs> that is true. That is a, that is a solid win right there. Uh, but um well, that was that was a fun conversation, guys. Is there you now? What's the best way to to find your guys' uh, social media presence? Mm, go on to Instagram or Facebook yep. or YouTube and just search up Gracie's Outdoor Adventures. Yep. Okay, Goa. Yeah. Everything. And just see us right there. I see us right there. Everything's Gracie's Outdoor Adventures. So. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, a little bit on YouTube. Not so much. We're trying to get that. If we can get this turkey thing figured out, we've got the tactic cam ready. So it's it'll be a fun video when it happens. Yeah. YouTube is a, is a challenging one. I just started my YouTube channel back in January, and it takes a moment to learn everything that goes, that goes into it. And getting that first 1,000 subscribers is the most difficult thing that I've heard about because it's like you need, A, you need content. B, you need to have your SEO down, which means that you have the proper – uh what's i'm looking for proper hashtags but the nice thing gracie since this is all around you you can put in like gracie does blank and and the more specific your your hashtags can be the better off you're going to get that that traction to be on there and doing those shorts those clips and doing demonstrations hey works yeah and that's the enemy she even has, we have a little tiktok page that we we kind of dink around with and i think what was the last that when she shot her deer last fall we put it to a silly little song and I think it's right now like 350,000 views or something. No, and, it's when we went turkey uh, hunting last night and did oh, uh, my money something. We did my money song last night and the money don't jiggle. Like, right? <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, That's the, fantastic. the deer one has a, a ton of views. So you just never know. Like you could get, you can make one that you think is really cool. And then all of a sudden it's like five views and then something just silly and dumb is huge you know that's the some of the stuff we do with her that's fun we're like oh man this will be fun and then it seems like no one sees it or the next time it's just crazy so mm-hmm. a lot of that comes down part. to a lot of that comes down to timing too as well it's just simply knowing your audience so if you have a lot of people that follow you that go to that are that are in high school 
or they're in college or they're or they work all day long. It, it's that that pretty much that five to nine time slot is when you're going to have the best opportunity. So if you record stuff throughout the day or throughout the week, then that's when that's the time you want to post that stuff. Since we have a higher a higher chance of hitting the algorithm to take you off because. Ben has told me that it's like what way he's been able to grow his page so rapidly was three, three or four reels a day, um, 10, nine to 12 st- pieces of content in your story, whether it be yours or somebody else's, and then doing a couple of posts as well. And it just kind of helps out. And that's how it drives his traffic. And you never know when that one post will take off for you. And Facebook is kind of a dif- difficult one to, to maneuver because they seem to be moving away from that type of uh, self-sufficiency. Yeah, they make it hard. Like her, just her Gracie's Outdoor Adventures page. They don't, they don't make it easy to to get things on there sometimes and and maneuver it like they do a personal page. So we once in a while we'll tag stuff on there, but not as often as we do the Instagram. Just, that's just so easy to kind of do stuff with. So that's where we can have more fun. I think Instagram is probably far more easier to grow than Facebook. For me, growing Facebook was really easy, but they've capped me at twelve thousand people for the last two years, and I can't. I I, sh- I should be 20, 30,000 people right now. And I can't get, a, I can't get past it. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I'm, I have my content hasn't changed. I've actually increased it. Focus more on the podcast. And I get, I, it's just struggle busting hard. So I just, I primarily, I still post, but I focus more on Instagram. Yeah. That's it. That's kind of where we're at too. And it's like, you sit stagnant for a little while and then all of a sudden you hit something big and you get, you know, 500 followers real quick. And then it's, you know, so you never know. That's so true. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys, thank you for coming on to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Great to see you. It was nice chatting with you. Nice to meet you finally. Your dad's been a big help in trying to coordinate things uh, with everything. What do you say? Thank you for having us here. Yeah, thank you so much. You guys are very welcome.